Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Hello and welcome back to the uncomfortable truth. We are glad to have you today. <laughs> Sounds like a, the start of a some type of... I feel like an infomercial. Yeah. Like, um, but what are you about to sell me? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Uncomfortableness? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Silence. <laughs> yeah. Pauses. Yes. <clears throat> pauses are uncomfortable. They are. Have you ever have you ever used them to your advantage? Yes. It's it's yes. works wonders. If you're in sales, um, you understand you, the pause. You, you understand yeah. the pause for sure. Let I, the pause last. I sometimes. will say though, I learned about the pause when I was going to school to be a teacher. Whenever I was in, uh, whenever I was doing student teaching, so made it. Graduated, did my student teaching, got all my certificates, never stepped one foot in the classroom. <laughs> not I one, just learned something new learned, about you. But you not, learned the pause. Not one foot in the classroom except for my student teaching. Yeah. And one of the things that one of my education professors taught us was that um, until, like, after you ask a question, you know, to your classroom, if you haven't given at least seven full counts, seven seconds, uh, before you kind of get uncomfortable and think that nobody's going to raise their hand or nobody's going to say anything and it's just on you, um, then then you haven't done you haven't waited long enough. So, you know, seven seconds is a long time. Do you realize how long seven? Se- I realized in student teaching, yeah, how long seven seconds really was. Yeah, because there was never a moment where I thought one Mississippi. Two Mississippi, three <laughs> and I didn't think that I counted. I, it was an entire minute that went by. You know, I thought yeah. I thought it was a minute. Feels it like it. Seven seconds. And the students, you know, what happens in that pause is they're like, "Oh, he's just gonna stand there until we <laughs> answer him." That's right. And finally, somebody will raise their hand. Did you notice that um, you came to church Sunday for an? That's kind I haven't of been in church in like a year and a half. Oh no, you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> So Sunday, Shane and his family came to church, and what we're going to talk about ties to that, so I won't go into it. But did you notice how our pastor uses that sometimes? He'll stop for a minute very uncomfortably. Yeah, I didn't. And he, didn't what, he does, what he does is he sit, he waits to see if he will get an amen or a head nod for engagement. Right. And he'll call you out. He's well, like, give I'm me not, something. I'm not up here talking to myself. Right. This is for all of us. <laughs> Can I get an amen? And something. he'll say something like, "Just want to see you if y'all are still with." There me. is a guy there that was uh, vocally. He, what he, what do he say? Praise you, Jesus. Oh, he, amen. Thank uh, you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Actually, the pastor will say on occasion. I'm going blank on the guy's name, but he'll say, "I need y'all to pick it up today because so and so's not here." <laughs> he'll even say, "He'll even say, Lord, help us, Jesus." I mean, so genuine. Yeah, it really is. I'm like, I know in the church that I grew up in, Southern Baptist. Fire, hell, and brimstone. And if that yeah. preacher thought for one second, multiple different preachers, uh, you know, throughout my my life growing up uh, in a Southern Baptist church, they would hammer down. I mean, just 
if you don't believe that, you're going to hell. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I remember lots of times just uh, being afraid yeah. to like nod off or you yeah. know, anything. Or if you were nodding off and then you oh, jump yeah. on that. Yeah, that oh, turned yeah. from, from that day of like, if you don't believe what I, what that is, if you don't believe that, you're going to hell. Now it's like, if that don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. <laughs> <laughs> that old transfer. Shane, yeah, Shane and I only had one preacher growing up that was true fire brimstone going to hell, and that was early in our childhood. So I do remember, and this is probably a topic for another podcast, being scared somewhat of going to hell, almost scared into believing. Yeah. As opposed to how I view things, she made me scared to go to church. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's another podcast. <laughs> I just went to sleep the whole time, though. <laughs> I did. I so slept. not surprising. He barely woke up Thir- to get there. If you twelve want years in church, I I slept. <laughs> oh, you want to open something prayer? Well, well, yeah, I mean, we can just goof around this whole time. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Let me open us up. Lord, thank you so much for bringing us here safely. Lord, we just pray you'll continue to be with us throughout this week, be with our families, uh, be with everyone who's sick and hurting out there. Lord, um, we're, we're right in the middle of the holiday season. Lord, I just pray that everyone uh, would understand the true meaning of what these holidays mean and, and, and what you intended them uh, to be about, Lord. Uh, we thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Uh, we thank you for this platform, Lord. I pray that we would glorify you on it today, and we love you so much. Amen. 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 So I haven't even told Obi and Sean this, I don't think, but this past Sunday, uh, if you were to have been at church with us, I'm sure for Sean and Obi it would have caught them off guard. They would have seen me, all six foot four of me, standing in the baptistry getting baptized. Oh, awesome. So I want to talk about that a little bit because I think it's very relevant for Their believers. feelings might be hurt now that you didn't invite them. I know. Yeah, them. I know. It's it's like, just, just dawned on me because deal. they are definitely brothers that I should have invited. <sighs> I think I'm, I'm sorry, just going to leave this podcast now. Hey, remember remember yeah. the last one was on I'm forgiveness. <laughs> no, we didn't talk about forgiveness. Yes, did we? we did. <laughs> uh, yeah, It's not published yet, but we did. All right, so I want to link it to a couple things. One... I want to kind of tell the story of how that came to fruition because, and I'm using Sean and Obi as examples here for the discussion because they know me really well. If I feel pretty certain if that you would have asked Sean and Obi, is Brandon a believer and has he been baptized? They would both say yes from all of our conversations and in-depth interactions. And here's the truth about how this all went down. So at 11 years old, I remember walking up and telling the congregation, you know, that I'd asked Jesus into my heart. And then around 20-something, I remember rededicating. I say I'm an emotional guy in a lot of ways. My wife will tell you I cry in movies. And, like, God gave us emotions, but sometimes mine have pushed me in a lot of different directions, in unhealthy ways sometimes, too. So we just joined a new church, and my wife and I had prayed about it quite a bit, and we agreed it was a good move for, for the family. And the pastor, I've really enjoyed getting to know because he's just kind of a down-to-earth, no-nonsense. He's not scared to step on your toes, but he always backs it with Scripture. What's the name of the church? Uh, Crossroads Baptist Church. Okay. And uh, close to Elysian Fields. So we're sitting there and going through kind of his onboarding process to be a member, and it's very simple. He says, we're going to meet, me, you, and Leah, and I'm going to basically discuss three things that you should expect from the church. 
as a believer in this, you know, being here, and he backs it, backs it all biblically. He brings up verses and why, and then three things that the church should be able to expect from you, uh, and he backs it all up biblically. Um, one of those is basically devotion of time uh, in the body of believers, okay? Uh, what the Bible says about tithing, and if we are on the same page, uh, which we were, um, and then as we're discussing, he also asks you each to tell your testimony. Wow. This is a part of the process to become a member. And I just thought it was fantastic, okay? But during that conversation, and I'm telling him my testimony, I'm going to give you the very short version. In 2017, December 21st, I was completely broken. Like I, I can, sitting here today, I can still vividly remember sitting in my living room. Alcohol had been the poison in my life for me that had created all kinds of chaos. From the outside world, you couldn't see it. But my wife knew it, and I knew it. And probably many of my family members in some ways knew it. And even my close friends. I didn't have many close friends because uh, I kept very guarded around anybody. That was for the reason of being in education, a lot of other things too. But I vividly remember and will never forget bawling in the living room by myself because Lee and I had had a disagreement because of alcohol related to me and bad choices I had made. Saying, God, I am so broken. I, I cannot under any circumstances, ever again, do life without you 100% unequivocally. I need you. I don't care if I have nothing else in this world, only you. I give it all to you, which was I have struggled with controlling things in my life for a long time. It's still there. It's still a thing I fight daily and have to go hit my knees often on because control basically marinates into all kinds of other things, you know, uh, anger, frustration, and alcohol was just a thing that covered through, you know, all those things. That's the way I lived life. So he hears my testimony and he goes, well, have you been baptized? I was like, yeah, when I was 11. It, it didn't even dawn on me. And so he goes into scripture and he basically says, you know, I'm summarizing here. The old becomes new. And he, he hits me with a few verses and I'm like, you know, now that you say that, I know without a shadow of a doubt, December 21st, 2017, that's when I completely gave my life to Jesus wholeheartedly, no questions asked, no strings attached, and I grasped it. And I was like, I need to get baptized. Well, we had a preacher who'd been at the same church for 40 years at the church we attended before. It was just fantastic, and he played a huge role in my, my faith also. And he would say all the time on the pulpit, he goes, if you as a believer want to argue with someone whether they got saved once, twice, or three times, he said, you ain't reading the Bible right. I mean, he just called you out. Right. Because what he's basically saying is, is if you think you did at 11 and you think you did at 20, but you know you did at 35, who cares? <laughs> right. And I had to kind of come, overcome that myself. Well, I have too. You know, yeah. so yeah. the reality is, is I know without a shadow of a doubt that my <laughs> baptism Sunday signified the wholehearted change in my life and my relationship with Jesus back on 2017 and I'm at peace with that you know I'm I'm and another cool thing guys is I got to I got to do it in front of my kids mm -hmm. and you know I think as parents one of the best ways we can tell if we're really walking with Jesus is how often we're showing that to our kids by our actions not our words
And so a few of my kids asked me a few questions about it and why, which was cool. But a fun side story, I'm six foot four. My pastor and I practiced ahead of time because he said, I need you to give me a little bend because I can't lift you up. He's not six foot four. And I kid you not, guys, I was envisioning going into a baptism like our old baptism uh, waters where it's like three and a half foot deep or four. Right. This only came up to like my knees or thigh. Okay. So we had a long ways (laughs) to get down and back up. I caught a cramp on the way up. Oh, no. In my left hamstring. (laughs) This is the God's honest truth. (laughs) And everybody in the congregation (laughs) who knows me well mentioned how long it took for him to get me up because all I had planted was my right foot because my left one locked up on me. (laughs) And all I could think is I got to put pressure on the right foot as hard as I can because if I don't, we're both going down. (laughs) So, uh, he joked, and we joked that it might have taken more than one dunk underwater to make it real. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> just, oh, that's funny. Hey, I wish you would let me baptize. You got to hold you under yeah. that water for a while. <laughs> Shane would have gone back to our childhood days. No, he Come ain't here, good boy. yet. <laughs> I'd have held you down. Yeah, and when you to walk with Eunice alive when yet, brother. That's right. When you started coming up, I just held your head right above that water and had a big old loogie ready. You know the ones that you can dangle right in somebody's face and suck it back up? That never happened to me when I was younger. Brandon never did that. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. He never so, did it every day. Uh, so one verse, and there's many for any <laughs> believers out there who maybe have gone through uh, something similar to me, is Second uh, Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So James has always resonated with me ever since 2017, the book of James. Because James talks a ton about action and acts. And and that's not meaning you can get saved on action alone. Here's the truth. Only God knows if you're saved. It's that simple. You can tell people. You can act like you're saved. But only God knows if you and him have a personal relationship. But Paul was the faith piece. So I know now without a shadow of a doubt that my heart's convicted to act in a way, even when I screw up, which is often, and ask for forgiveness to try again and to show the newness of Christ. So there's a fun fact. Uh, been in church my whole life. I mean, from the day the doors opened when I was a baby. Um, many times went to church when I didn't want to because my parents made me. You know, I'm, I'm in a lot of ways your typical Southern Baptist child from East Texas. Um, but now I know without a shadow of a doubt that I've been raised to walk in the newness of Christ. And to me... If there's anything else, I, if I can't give my kids anything else, I want to know that they know what that means. Sure. You know, so um, I think a lot of times we, our pastor says this, we major in the minors. So there are some things in the Bible that are unequivocally, you're a believer if you do this, ask Jesus into your heart, you're a believer. You know, whether you think Revelations is this, this, or this, that's majoring in the minors because nobody really knows. Right. You know, and I really like that point because it, the Bible is really that simple, not easy, but simple in how we come to know Christ. Is it really that easy that I just ask him into my heart? Absolutely. 100% it is. Now, the next piece is, is are you so thrilled that he's in your heart that you want everyone to know? And that you're willing to change the way you live. There you go. And that's what I knew hadn't changed because I was a, I was a, in the corner. I was the perfect Christian for the devil. I was 
I mean, I was like probably his star quarterback. Yeah. And I and I was telling everybody I was on Jesus's team, but he's like, "You're an idiot. Yeah. I got you so fooled." Man, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's just so amazing, uh, you know how how similar you know other people's stories can be, mm-hmm. you know, because man, I mean, it it's. We've talked a lot on these 70 episodes about, uh, you know, my testimony, and it's so similar. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it. it's like um, I, I was I was the devil star quarterback, man. You know, I mean, there's no doubt. Yep. And, uh, man, I want to kick him in the teeth now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and he don't like me anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And, and uh, you know, I don't know who, who – who's – what book it came out of or, you know, you talk about – I think it was a Tony, I think kingdom, kingdom man, you know, or you wake up and the devil says, Oh no, he's up. You know, I mean, that is my life's goal now, Mm -hmm. you know, is to wake up and he's, and he's, you know, he's trembling because he knows I'm going out to glorify the Lord, you know, and everything that I do now. And, uh, it was not that way before. And so I'm right there with you, Brandon. I feel like, um, I feel like I need to go get baptized. <laughs> I re- I really do. Yeah, you know, yeah. I f- I feel like uh, I need to I need to go, and and I think that my kids would understand why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think that they, you know, they're still young. You know, but they do know that Daddy now is not the same Daddy that he was. You know, absolutely. You know, two years ago. You absolutely. know, or whatever, however long it's been. So. I think that it would be a great opportunity for me to explain, just like you've had that opportunity now to them, you know, what truly um, becoming a Christian is. And uh, and it's it's not just saying the words, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what, that's what so many people, it is that simple, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, but there's a transformation that happens in your life that, you know, it can't be, it can't be acted out. It, it's it's a real thing, you know. Yeah, you think about Paul. I mean, that was a definitive change in direction. Mm-hmm. You know, a complete one eighty the other way. Now, you know, not saying that it's always going to be that extreme, but I love looking back over the sovereignty of God. Okay, so we're sitting here on this podcast. We've done seventy something episodes. Where this started was just four guys who had had some similar walks of life that connected, started having breakfast together, just sharing how Jesus is working in their life, sharing challenges. But I think it brings in a, a, a beautiful piece of God created us to fellowship because I don't sit here telling the story today, most likely without all of those things happening too, you know, and, you know, iron sharpens iron. And one of the best ways to pour into believers and potential believers is to share your story when the opportunity arises. Not just what you say happened, but they can look at your life and go, "That there's a lot of truth in what they're saying because yeah. I'm seeing it." It's it's so funny to me, like when you say when you say that just the the thought process behind sharing a testimony. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I will I will admit that my entire adult life the thought of ever having to do that was terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I can recall many times being in a small group or being in a setting where I was worried that somebody was going to ask me about that. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't know what to say. 
Yeah. I had no clue. <clears throat> I was I was terrified <laughs> that that I was going to be called upon for somebody to ask me what my testimony is and I was just going to be just dumbfounded. I have no idea. I don't have a testimony. I remember growing up, I had a youth minister and uh he would routinely ask people in in the youth Hey, he'd pull you to the side. Hey, man, how's your walk with the Lord going? Mm. And I would avoid him to the nth degree because mm. I was not at that time, you know, daily walking with the Lord. And I did not want him to ask me that question. I did not want to have to look him in the eye and lie to him right. because at I church, would, I possibly. would have, <laughs> I would have, I just been like, oh, it's going great, man. It's going good. That's exactly what what I think any of us would have done, man. Yeah, I, I think I think any of us would have been like, oh, uh, you know. Um, I'm, you know, I love the Lord and, and I'm, you know, I'm praying and I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm reading my Bible, you know, I'm probably not yeah. as much as I should, but I'm reading it. Yeah. You know? That's a typical I, answer. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that we all would have given our typical answers that we had been given for 15 or 20 years mm-hmm. or, or however long it had I, been. I think, you know, there's, there's great benefit. There's been great benefits of, of growing up in church and and there's also some downfalls of you know the answers right uh-huh. you know you know what you're supposed to say and you know how to say them and how to make people believe you and you don't necessarily have to live it yeah you, know? you also you also know this is where it comes down to you knowing what's in your heart right because as those words come out of our mouth we know we know nobody else may know yeah that they're not real that they're not real yeah which is really in the QB for the devil. Yeah. I mean, like every time we say something that isn't backed by what's really in our heart, the devil's like, keep on brother. Yeah. He's exactly. doing great. You know? And, um, that's, that to me is more sickening, 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 sickening. Let me use these Texas twang <laughs> to think about that than anything. Cause here, here's something else that I'll tell you. So, I had a few very close friends. They're still good friends of mine. The minute I quit building everything around drinking and completely did a 180. Now, it's been a journey. By no means am I telling you it's been easy. The refinement has been uncomfortable, and for lack of a better term, it has sucked many times. And those things still creep in that you're like, oh, nauseating to think about. But. I'm able to recognize them quicker. I'm able to know where I need to go quicker, and I'm able to know how I need to handle it quicker. But those few close friends, the minute I changed my habits, they loved me the same. They were genuine friends. Right. You know, and now we talk about Jesus, not about when we're going to get together and do the things that weren't Jesus-related. Sure. And so, you know, that was that was a blessing from the Lord because if I'd have been younger, it wouldn't have gone down that way. Because everything we did was related to alcohol and the friendship, not the friendship itself. So, you know, friendships are are a blessing from the Lord. And uh, I told my nine-year-old last night on the way out of church, I don't remember what she said half-heartedly, but I was standing beside a good friend of mine, Chris Hopkins. And uh, basically it came up, I said, you know, if if all your friends ever tell you is what you want to hear, they're probably not your friends, baby. Because there's got to be... You know, she's nine. You know, we teach right. these adult lessons sometimes to kids. <laughs> yeah. and then it goes, but I think she got it. You know, she gets it more than most. It's like, so she's like, so they're not going to always tell me what I want to hear if they're a good friend. I'm like, no, probably not. And that's okay. 
you know. At so. that age, they just have to understand that being mean and yes. telling and telling you what you want to hear is two different, yeah, absolutely. Two different yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some wisdom that comes in that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, thank you guys for joining us today. If you would, hit those buttons at the bottom, like, share, subscribe, share with your friends, help us reach more people for Jesus. Go out and kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.